Hey podcasters, this is Danica. Welcome to episode two of Relationship Shenanigans. I am so happy you decided to share some of your time with me today. And I hope that everyone had a great week last week and looking forward to an amazing week this week. I know that I am. All right. Now, as stated in episode one, the title of season one is Detaching from Toxic Relationships. In episode one, I gave a brief overview of when to leave a toxic relationship. And today I'm going to talk about identifying the source of toxicity. In this episode, I will cover three points. One, signs of toxic relationships. Two, feeling lost or hopeless when having to deal with a specific person, situation, or place. And three, your part in the equation. Now, before I get started into the real meat and potatoes of this episode, I wanted to go ahead and just talk about the definition of toxic. So toxic, the definition shows up as literally one word, poisonous, okay? So when you're reevaluating certain situations and relationships, think about the word, the actual meaning of toxic and figure out whether or not you really need to keep this situation around you, whether you need to reevaluate your actual habits, because, you know, of course, your relationship with yourself is based on your habits. So think of the word poisonous. Okay. All right. So let's get started. So there are clear signs at times when you are in a toxic relationship, but nine times out of 10, we only notice them after we start experiencing the physical effects, like feeling drained or becoming anxious when you have to deal with the source, okay? But here are some other signs to help you identify the source early, The first one is persistent unreliability. So let's start by making sure that we understand the concept that of you give what you get. You cannot get expect to get something from someone that you did not give to them in the first place. Okay. So with that said, we should always monitor our relationships to make sure that we are not being a recipient of persistent unreliability. An example would be if you have events or an emergency or projects that warranted you calling on this person, but they are constantly unavailable. However, when they call on you, you are right there to support them, not because you are not busy yourself, but because you honor your relationships. Okay, so just be mindful of persistent unreliability coming to coming to you from others another sign is lack of communication once communication starts to break down in a relationship the relationship starts to disintegrate those of us with great intentions tend to be more caring than others and we do our best to check on others and keep relationships alive 
Now, let me offer a piece of advice for those of you that do that, because I, I just I'm going to be honest here. I do not keep up with relationships. I really don't. Um, it is one of my flaws. And this is why I have downsized my circle of friends to a mere two people, specifically because I do not have time to keep checking on a million people. Okay. It's not my thing. Um, my mother gets on me a lot about that and she'll just randomly say, well, did you check on so-and-so? And I'm just like, what, what do you mean? Did I check on them? I, when I hear about them, I hear about them. We're not that close. So my mother comes from a time where you just randomly call people just to say hi and check on them, whether you're close or not. That is not the way that I run my life. So getting back on track here, my advice to those people that are like my mother, once you evaluate those types of relationships, you should focus your energy more on those that do check on you. And uh, I'm not saying to stop checking on everybody that you usually check on, but just redirect your energy to the more important relationships in your life, the people that actually do check on you as well. Now, the next point, uh, not the next point, but the next area in our first point is never ending drama would be another sign. And that is also tied to portrayal of the victim role. All right. The portrayal of the victim role comes right hand in hand with never ending drama. There are some people in this life that always have a way of displacing blame onto others. Let me just tell you, I despise people who cannot take responsibility for their actions specifically because it's a sign of clear immaturity and it is so aggravating to me. Now, the best way for me to explain this sign is to give you an example to be, you know, much more clear. So some years ago, I had personally made a choice to sell, to be celibate and focus on just bettering myself. In that time, I made friends with a young lady that had similar priorities as myself if I remember correctly, she went out with someone at a club. Actually, no, she met the person at a club um, or a bar of some type. And she ended up going home with this guy and having sex with him. Now, I personally don't care to judge anyone for the life that they live. We are all accountable to our future self for the decisions that we make today. Okay, so I, who am I to judge you based on whatever it is that you do? However, in my time of focusing on myself, I realized that I have triggers. I could not afford to entertain certain types of conversations at the time because I was still weak in that area. So what I did was I listened to her, I encouraged her and reminded her that we all make mistakes. Now, I did forget to mention that she did feel bad about this. So it's not like she did not feel bad and I was just offering advice based on my principles. She actually did feel bad about what she did and, you know, she was feeling down. Now, in addition to providing that support, I did distance myself for about a week to tend to my mental health. 
okay, to make sure that I did not have a relapse. Now, let me put some context on this before you guys think that, you know. Anyway, so I have never had a one night stand and I don't randomly sleep with men. Um, so that's not my thing. However, I did have an ex that was always available. <laughs> when I say available, I mean completely available. You say one word and it's like, whoo, okay. So I had to put me in check before anything else messed with my mental to cause that relapse. Okay. Now here is where the problem came in. She became seriously offended because I put temporary space between her and myself. She said, I needed a friend and you were not there. I explained what I literally just explained to you guys and she was still playing the victim. Turned out that I was the bad guy for taking care of my mental health to keep my lifestyle intact. Who would have thunk it? Now, needless to say, her and I are no longer friends. This was not the defining moment that caused me and her to, um, for our relationship to end, um, or our friendship to end, but it definitely did weigh heavy. Um, this relationship stressed me out and definitely falls under the toxic relationship category. Guys, do not ever let people take you for a ride because you took care, uh, you took time out to take care of you. That is unacceptable because if you do it for other people and your understanding, then it should definitely be rewarded to you as well. Okay. That it's, there's no reason why people should be out here bashing you because you took time out to take care of your mental. Just because you, someone else messed up does not mean that you should as well. Okay. So these are some clear signs of toxic relationships. Now let's move on to, let's move on to the next point in identifying the source of toxicity. Feeling lost or hopeless when having to deal with a specific person or place or situation. All right. Now, this one is a little tricky because feelings can also be, these feelings could also be associated with other things going wrong in your life. But hopefully once you have differentiated between the two, you can move forward in a positive way and make those changes that you need to make. Now, our relationship with certain places, people, and situations can be very toxic. An example would be when your home is not up to par, you might not want to go home after work. And that might lead you someplace where you should not be or dealing with someone that you should not be dealing with just to avoid going home because you know that your house is a bit of a mess right now or you don't want to deal with the laundry or whatever the case may be, okay? When you have to go to meetings where your ideas are not respected, it takes a toll on you as well emotionally and mentally. It can affect you in other areas of your life. When you find yourself in situations like this one, it is usually a good idea to reassess your overall goals, your annual goals, and or your five-year goals. 
I do it all the time. When I get into those moments where I'm like, this just does not feel right. Yeah, it's my job. Yes, I'm here, you know, and I, I love what I do, but something is off. And it usually means that I need to reassess where I'm headed. All right. So once you do this, it provides clarity on the move you need to make next in order to free yourself from feeling lost or hopeless. If a person does not fit, distance yourself. If your place is causing this, uh, then schedule time to make it your place of peace again. Change some things around, spruce up anything that, you know, you have going on and do anything that you can do to bring about the restoration of your peace. Okay. So peace over everything. Now, my last point is your part in the equation. Now, I love all of you dearly, my amazing listeners, but you and I both know we are not perfect. Sometimes we mess up and it takes us a while to figure out, you know, what is it that we did or what we have done someone wrong or took out our stress on others um, in a certain situation. We are a that we could be a thousand percent wrong, but still don't see it because of whatever it is that's going on. Or we could be a thousand percent correct in our thought process, but we handle the situation out of our feelings, which is almost never a good thing in a negative capacity. <laughs> there may even be times where people start distancing themselves from us. It's our responsibility to first evaluate our recent interactions with that friend, spouse, significant other, whoever the person may be, coworker. Think of it all the way, think it all the way through and measure all the areas that we have been talking about here. Then start asking your yourself a couple questions. What does my reliability look like? What has it been looking like lately? What does my communication look like? What areas of my life have I neglected to take care of, which are now causing my own toxic environment? Self-evaluations are definitely life-changing and I encourage everyone to do one at least once a month. You know, just to evaluate where you are, because if it gets too far, then that's where, you know, stuff gets really, really, really out there and bringing it back is going to take so much work. Okay. You can find self-evaluation surveys online that you can take. You can do it through journaling or talk to a good friend about your concerns. All right. So all in all. Always be aware of the signs when searching for toxic relationships in your life. And remember, not just toxic, they are poisonous. So let me insert that word here and let me say this again. Always be aware of the signs when searching for poisonous relationships in your life. You see what I did there? It has a, has, has a, a higher effect on you, a more of an impact on you. <laughs> All right, so... The next point that we covered, 
never neglect the feelings of hopelessness or being in a state of confusion or being lost. These toxic relationships, poisonous relationships, um, always, they, they seep into other areas of our life. Okay. And the feelings that we get from them are generally there to push you to reassess your goals or put you back in control of where your life is headed. And lastly, do not, whatever you do, do not underestimate your part in toxic situations. Be aware of the changes others are making toward you and evaluate where you stand and what changes you can make. I want to go ahead and take this time to thank you guys, amazing podcasters, for tuning in to episode two of season one. And until next time, always remember when you mess up or things go wrong, just breathe and tell yourself it's okay. It's the human in me. Thank <laughs> you.